0: Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Rain, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life, who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance, and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned, we're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Welcome everybody again to Let Freedom Rain podcast. You know, I'm terribly excited about this week's guest. Uh, This week's guest is Pastor Trey Johnson from Trey Johnson Ministries. I first learned of Trey a few years back when I was brought on by Trinity Ropes. The Rhodes family over there introduced me to some of his material, and it seems like since then, Trey's preaching has just caught like wildfire. You know, we all have many coaches in life, whether it's through athletics or business or some of our personal endeavors and hobbies, and you take the good from the good coaches and you kind of disregard what doesn't work from the other coaches. You know, the way he preaches, it just resonates with me and, and, and I'm able to relate to it a little bit better than other preachers. More recently, I was able to participate in Trey's mentorship program. I truly believe the investment is worth every single penny. It usually involves a couple phone calls a month. You can find more information about the mentorship program at TreyJohnsonMinistries.com. After listening to the podcast and interviewing Trey, I was definitely fired up about my faith and then going back and listening to the episode again over the course of editing his intense level of faith is, is very, very motivating. I mean, he's, he has faced some major challenges in his life that he elaborates on in this episode, and for him to stick by God, and obviously God to stick by him, some very amazing and powerful things have come as a result. Now, should you find the content of this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Additionally, your five-star ratings and reviews on the podcast platform of your choice would mean the world to us. Please go follow us on both Facebook and Instagram at Let Freedom Rain Podcast. I hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is Trey Johnson. Mr. Trey Johnson, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing great, Jason. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: No, it's great. Thank you very much to take time out of your busy life to make make time for us at Let Freedom Reign. I'm really excited of the conversation, and, and uh, we'll see where it goes.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Now, obviously, uh, Trey, you run your ministry, Trey uh-huh. Johnson Ministries. If you don't mind maybe going going into a little bit about who you are and kind of how you got your start in in not only the rodeo world, but the the ministry side of it as well.
1: Okay, yeah, you bet. Uh, it, it has been quite the journey for me, Jason. You know, I didn't grow up knowing I was called to ministry or, you know, I remember before I was saved, uh, you know, my buddies, I can still picture, it, we're driving in the pickup, you know, I'm 18, 19 years old, smoking a cigarette and stuff, and I'm asking, well, what are you going to do? Whenever you, you grow up, you get older and stuff. And I remember, I you know, I think I'd like to, to help some people. And uh, and then we just went on the conversation. That was about it. But my parents, you know, growing up, they, they took me to church on Christmas, Easter, uh, some of the rodeo services whenever we was traveling. But I didn't really accept the Lord until I was 19, almost 20. And I had gotten to the point that I had... I'd quit college. I'd gone to junior college and, you know, waking up with drinking beer and donuts and uh, that type of stuff was, was my routine. You know, alcoholism, addiction, stuff like that was strong in my family. And so I was headed down the same road, not necessarily with my you know, mom and dad and them, but just in my family in general. I'd quit school and I was dating this girl uh, and I'd moved down to El Paso. I moved in with her and um, real bad you know, environment. And I went home one weekend and and my parents, they'd done such a great job, Jason, of not financing my bad lifestyle. You know, they told me, Trey, we love you, but we're not going to finance the decisions you're making and the lifestyle you're living. And so I knew that they loved me and I, I'd i went home on the weekend. And as I was getting ready to go back to El Paso, that lifestyle, you know, dad came running out the back door, tears running down his face. And he said, Trey, the Lord showed me that you're going to die if you don't get your life right. And I was like, yeah, right, dad, whatever. I just thought he was pulling a parent card. And and so I went back, continued on the lifestyles living. About two weeks later, I was leaving the rodeo at Austin, Texas, and was headed to another rodeo. And the guy I was roping with was in the passenger seat, and the girl I was dating at the time was in the back seat. Well, I woke up driving um, down a four-lane highway, and I was in the median with the brand-new horse trailer. Three horses in there. And so when I woke up running 70 in the bar ditch here, I I tried to pull the truck back onto the road. And when I saw that I wasn't going to make it, um, because there's big water culverts up ahead, you know, the crossovers yeah, on the they road. Yeah, that
0: cross uh, perpendicular to the freeway.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so I pulled the truck back over, and I, I straddled it. it had concrete slabs going up both sides of the culvert, and I hit it perfectly with my truck and the truck just jumped, and the, but the trailer hit it right on and just ripped the truck and trailer apart, and as I was spinning in the truck, you know, across the highway, the trailer was just flipping end over end over end down the median of the highway, and we come to a standstill, and I realized I was still alive, and <laughs> the people that was in the truck with me were still alive, and so I took off running towards the horse trailer and couldn't get any of the doors open, and by this time, somebody had called 911 and as we was waiting for the jaws of life to come and, and cut the horses out of the horse trailer, I, I crawled in the top of the window and got in there with them. And I never will forget this, Jason, the horses are just kicking and they're pawing and they're going nuts and they're squashed on top of each other. And there's blood all over the inside of this trailer. And I squat down and I'm trying to pet the horses. And, and I remember my dad, I remember him coming out the back door saying, Trey, the Lord show me you're going to die if you don't get your life right. And, And I knew God had spared my life that night, Jason. And and in that upside down horse trailer, I called on the name of the Lord. I I called on Jesus. I knew how to do that. And I asked him to come into my heart and that I I just wanted to know him. I wanted him to be real to me Uh, because growing up, I'd see people act one way at church and one way out of church. I just didn't want anything to do with that. And so I wanted it to be real. And from that day forward, I made a decision that I was just going to go after God with all of my heart. I just wanted to know him. I wanted the word to be real. If I saw it in the Bible, I wanted to discover how to live in it. And so I went back to the same environment. Um, But a little bit at a time, God just started delivering me out of one addiction after another addiction. Uh, And as I continued to put God first and I continued, I I found Matthew chapter six, verse thirty three which says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto us. And so I just took God at his word that if that's what he said, I needed everything. I had nothing at this time. And so I just started every day putting him first, putting him first. And I just started every bit of. Word I could listen to and teachings I could listen to. I was just so hungry for the reality of God. And I wanted to be free from the old lifestyle that I was living. And, you know, and I found John chapter eight, whoever the son sets free is free indeed. And if I would continue to abide in his word and his word would abide in me and it would it would set me free. And Proverbs 420 says, my son, be addicted to my word. And that was my language. And I knew what it was like to be addicted. And so I just started literally trying to overdose on the promises of God. Um, I'd find, you know, God's promises on whatever it was that I was needing at the time, forgiveness and condemnation, that type of stuff at first and deliverance. And and I just started trying to overdose on God's word. And Jason, the side effects from overdosing on God's word was freedom that I, I got free. I got delivered. I started discovering who I was, what God had for my life, purpose, destiny. So there was no ill side effects from from being addicted to God's word. And I'm still like that today is that I I just want to know him. I want it to be real. I want to help other people know God the way that I know him. And even more, I want them to walk in their purpose and destiny. And so whether I'm doing leadership or ministry or roping, I'm always asking the question, is this helping people know God and is it helping them be the best them they can be? And so after a couple of years of going after God like this, you know, the environment, uh, the the family that I lived with just a few months after I gave my life to the Lord, I started putting God first and he opened up doors for me to go and live with, uh, you know, world champion team rope, rich Skelton and work for him. And, and as soon as I moved out of El Paso, just a few months later, that family got caught with four and a half tons of drugs.
0: Oh my Uh, Lord.
1: Yeah, and and so of course several of them got life sentences in prison. Some of them have died in prison, and so God just spared my life. A couple of years after, when I've been in the process, my life has changed. I I got my stuff back together, and I went back to college at Texas Tech, and I'm still putting God first. I'm just going after God, and I'm working at my roping. You know, during that time, the, the desire to be one of the best ropers was in my heart, and I knew it was from God, and so I just started working at my roping and. Psalms thirty seven four says, When I delight myself in the Lord, he gives me the desires of my heart. And so that was a desire that I knew was from him. And John fifteen it says, When we abide in him and his word abides in us, that the same desires that are in him are going to be the same desires that are in us. And so I just started doing what I knew to do in my heart. And I went back to college and I'd gone to a rope and this is two years after I'd given my life to the Lord. And and the people that knew me before had knew that there had been a change in my life and was at a roping in pecos and a bunch of the guys came up to me and they said hey trey would you have church for us in the morning and at first i said yeah i'll I'll church for you then i got to when i left there i got to thinking oh they're just making fun of me because i knew they were strung out whenever they asked me and so i didn't show up the next morning and when i got to the roping jason every one of them came up to me and they said trey where were you this morning and it crushed me that those guys had showed up to have church, and I didn't. And I told the Lord that day, I said, Lord, if you ever give me the opportunity to share what you've done in my life again, I won't tell you no.
0: And, boys, he opened a few doors for you as far as cowboy boy, ministry goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, he has. He sure has. And two weeks later, I'm at the college rodeo at Big Springs, and I, I go up just to see uh, who was doing church. Because you know, before I got saved, there would be six or eight people in the stands, and I would shimmy behind it and try to avoid it. and But I was just hungry. I didn't care if the Baptists were doing it or the Pentecostals or the Presbyterians <laughs> or Methodists. or It didn't matter to me. If they were talking God, I was in. Yeah. And I went up there to see who's doing church. And they said, Trey, nobody's doing church. Would you do it? And at first I was like, no way, I'm not doing it. And then I remembered what I told the Lord. I said, oh uh, boy,
0: well, I guess it's my yeah. turn to step up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, okay, all right, I'll do it. And And Jason, that day at church, I mean, there were hundreds of people that showed up uh, because they had seen what God had done in my life, and, and and from that day forward, it's just taken off, and I've discovered, okay, this is what I'm called to do, and uh, 20 years ago, I was ordained into the ministry, and I traveled, ministered during the first years, and, and uh, I was rodeoing still at the same time, and, and I went on to, to win the Rookie of the Year in 2000 in the professional team roping, and right after that, I was at Salinas, California at the Slack. And, of course, I just missed making the national finals that year in the team roping. And and my next step, my plan, you know, was uh, to make the national finals, win the world championship and just continue to go on and live that dream. But I was in Salinas, California, spending time with the Lord that morning. And it was like I had an open eye vision and the Lord was just sitting across the table from me and he was just putting pieces of bread in my mouth. And he stood up and whenever he stood up, then I stood up and and he walked around the table and he put one more piece of bread in my mouth and he patted me on the back and he said, now, Trey, go feed my sheep. And I was like, oh, man, I knew what that meant. I was like, Lord, I'm not a pastor. You know, I traveled, ministered. And and so I, I went home and, and for the next several weeks, I, I just sought the Lord. I mean, I got serious. I said, I'm not going to another rodeo or uh, roping or anything. And, and I'm going to I'm going to find out what the next step is that God has for me. And, of course, I was uh, doing private lessons and stuff like that to keep income coming in. But during that time, a pastor of the church that we I was going to, they didn't know anything about rodeoing or anything, but he asked me, so Trey, would you come in? And I, and I did. And, and he asked me to to come on staff to be associate pastor. And my flesh was like, no way, you know, but my spirit, man, I knew that was the next step that God had for me. And, and so in John chapter eight, it, it talks about a story of a man who'd been in a condition for 38 years and Jesus walks up to him and he says, do you want to be made whole? And the man starts giving excuses and everything. The story goes on. Jesus had to get this man to see himself getting up on the inside before he got up on the outside. And it was like the Lord was asking me that same question because I'd ask the Lord, Lord, I I want your perfect will. I want all that you have for me. I want to be everything I'm created to be, go everywhere I'm created to go, do everything I'm created to do. And at this moment was a defining moment. It was like he was saying, Trey, you can keep doing what you're doing and you're going to walk in the good and the acceptable will of God. But do you want to be made whole? You say you do, but do you really want yeah. to be made whole? And, and so I knew that if I wanted all that God has, that was the next step for me is that I I went on and I laid down my roping, uh, got rid of trucks, trailers, horses, um, everything. I told all my sponsors that I'm I'm done. I'm laying it down. And if I ever roped again, that's what I told the Lord, if I ever rope again, Lord, I know that it's going to be you. And so I did. I went on staff there. I shut down all the cowboy church stuff that I was a part of, the rodeoing. Of course, nobody really understood why I was doing what I was doing. They thought I was nuts just because I'd worked so hard at my roping and the traveling ministry and and to totally shut down that and. But I went on staff there in Amarillo, Texas, and, and, and then from there I moved to Colorado and started a church there. And I hadn't rode or roped in about a year. And a guy called me one day, and he says, Trey, I heard that you're up here. Would you come and rope with us? I have an indoor arena. Uh, would, you, would you come rope with us? And I said, well, I'll, I'll pray about it, and I'll get back to you. And, and so I did, and I felt like God had released me, and he wanted me to do that, go out there. And so I started going out, and I started helping them with their roping, and we had stopped in the middle of the practice, and I would start doing a little Bible study. And Jason, it was about a 40-mile valley up there in Colorado. And during that time, over the next year, every, every person that roped ended up giving their life to the Lord. There was 26 of them total.
0: That's incredible.
1: Um, yeah, isn't that awesome? A heck of and, a success
0: rate there, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was just phenomenal. And, and so I went from there to Colorado, to Midland, Texas, to start a church from there. And as I moved back to Texas, it was like, well, horses just started coming to me because I'd given all my horses away. The Bible referred to Solomon whenever he was a young man, twenty-seven years old, and he was stepping in to be the king, and he gave sacrificial offerings. And yeah. only thing I had sacrificial at the time when I was rodeoing was my horses. They were very expensive horses. They were the, you know, at the top of the line. Yeah. So I began to use those as my sacrificial offerings and and that was my seed, and, and I asked for wisdom to lead God's people coming in and to lead God's people going out just like Solomon did. And God showed up to Solomon. He says, what is it that you want? And Solomon says, Lord, I need wisdom of how to lead your people coming in and going out. And and that's still my desire today. But when I started, when I moved back to Texas, man, Jason, horses just started coming to me. People would call and say, man, that's on my horse, that I, my heart, that I'm supposed to give you this horse. And I would be just like, wow, because I'd given several horses away. Yeah. The Bible says, give, it's going to be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That isn't why I gave the horses away, but it's a it's a biblical principle.
0: Yeah, it's the application of that it, principle being coming full circle.
1: Exactly, exactly. and so when I, I started coming back, uh, in Texas, and I was pastoring that church, people would just call and say, hey, it's on my heart. I just, this, I have this horse that I feel like I'm just supposed to give you. And this happened several different times. So here I am with these horses again. And I started using it as outreach around the Midland, Odessa area. And I, and I pastored churches and oversaw three different churches during, during that time frame. But in 2010, for almost nine years, you know, I was serving uh, this other man's vision. I was serving uh, this other man that was my pastor during that time. And every year in October, the Lord starts talking to me about the upcoming year and the body of Christ and what He's wanting us to talk on and preach on and minister on. And and it was always just you know He'd show me for the churches, but then for myself personally, it would be it just serve, serve another man's vision, serve another man's vision, be faithful, faithful man abounds with blessing. A faithful man is an ambassador of healing. Just faithfulness. And after almost nine years of that, in 2010, the Lord started talking to me about traveling again and ministering and rodeoing again and at first my answer was no lord uh because these guys at my level haven't taken nine years off mentally exactly and uh and so when he when he settled it and he of course god's so merciful and gracious and i asked him to show me the you know why (laughs) and uh and i know there's times that we don't ask why we did we do it anyway but God is so so good to us that there are times when we're asking okay Lord what what are you wanting to do here that he he will show us his heart and he will show us his plan and and he wants to reveal that stuff to us and so when he he revealed to me uh, I didn't know the magnitude but he revealed to me people's eternal destinies were attached to me going back and traveling and rodeoing again and ministering um, I got things in place in um, the next six months, and then I headed back out on the road again, traveling and ministering and rodeoing. And uh, and, and here we are today, eight years later, and uh, it is really neat to see the doors that God's opened. You know, Jason, every week I'm in a different type of church, not just cowboy churches, um, but different types of churches, Baptist, Pentecostal, Church of God, Methodist, Presbyterian. I mean, just the list goes on and on. And, you know, I'll travel to Australia to do rope in schools and to preach over there and uh, and going to Brazil and and how God has used a rope to open up a lot of these doors. You know, now with our, our TV show being your best of Trey Johnson's on Israel TV network twice a day all around the, the world.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah. And just going on a new network in West Texas and New Mexico with the show. And we're looking at Dish and Direct here in the near future as well. Um, and just the leadership opportunities that God has opened up for me through the John Maxwell organization and being an executive director in that. And, uh, so we have a lot going.
0: Yeah. I was and, gonna say uh, it's a full boat to say the least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've got a good team that helps me and cause there's no way I could get it all done just by myself. That's for sure. My wife is just does a great job and, um, you know, I couldn't do it without her and, and all the people that work for us and stuff. Jason it has been a great journey. And uh, I, I just keep learning and growing every day, and I want to keep learning and growing every day. So I know that's kind of a long story to answer your question, but that's, that's kind of where we're at today. No, I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a very compelling
0: testimony, right? I mean, you covered a lot of ground in a lot of years, and, and, and listening to you give that testimony, I mean, I think the, the overlying themes for me in, in my reception of your testimony is awareness and faith. I mean, the great part about this show is that we bring on real-world experience, right? This isn't people who just sit here and read books or a magazine or some statistics off the internet. These are folks that have real-world experience in the trenches, right? They've learned and grown and developed, and and it's stuff that people can relate to. And oftentimes, things tie back into horsemanship, and and that's my opinion of horsemanship, is is your own, as a human being, your self-awareness. And oftentimes the horse gives you signs along the way and it's difficult for us to pick up on them. But when we do, things get a little easier for us. And, and in listening mm-hmm. to your, your story, I mean, when you were partying and and running and gunning per se, I'm sure there were plenty of signs that were handed down to you and, and you missed them for whatever reason, you know, right. and then it got to the point where your, your father's weeping you, begging you to, to give up that lifestyle. And then you have this horrific crash. And I mean, there's, all sorts of physiological factors that go into stress, you know, as far as auditory and visual exclusion and, and what you can and cannot perceive and and how do you experience such a such a horrific crash and after this horrific crash you're in a horse trailer and that's when you have the moment of clarity and thinking of your father. Yeah. You know, and your father giving giving you that message that hey, you need to kind of clean up your act and and from from that situational awareness, I mean, your faith is it seems second to none. You know it's hard for man to to give up what they think is correct for for his plan or his mission, and I I tell folks in my journey in faith one of my my proudest moments is when I finally had the realization that I was just a pawn in his game, and I was absolutely proud of that because when I was younger, a lot of the prayer and stuff that I wished for was for my own success and my own glory and my own fulfillment, and then when I changed the tide on that and started praying on you know how can i better serve your mission how can i better serve your purpose yeah. how can i be more efficient in your plan it's absolutely incredible the opportunities that have been handed literally handed to me i mean mm-hmm. there's no reason i should be involved in the horsemanship program that i'm involved in um there's no reason i should have been on television there's no reason i should be a podcast host there's no reason we should have yeah. this conversation today right yeah other than me just kind of sitting back and And letting Him manage things and me just working as hard as I can every single day. So the awareness and the faith and the the message that you portray in your testimony, it's extremely powerful and it runs deep. And I I very, very much resonate with it.
1: Well, thank you. You know, I I want it to be real because it is real. You know, to me, I want it to be real to people. I want it to be, you know, the same God that you and I know that showed up for us. He wants to show up for everybody listening and and that He will use, you know, thinking of the horse, how you know the desire to be a cowboy and the desire to be a, a great roper has led to so many other things that God will use whatever desires are in our heart. And I mentioned Psalms thirty-seven, four: Delight yourself in the Lord, and He gives you the desires of your heart. But over the years, Jason, that switched for me. That you know, you talked about serving the mission. Well, well, now my heart is, Lord, I want you to delight in me and i want to give you the desires of your heart i That's want incredible. i want to i want to bless you I, I want to make you as wealthy as i can and of course god counts his wealth and people i want to i want to reach as many people for your kingdom as i can and and of course paul tells us in romans 12 too, that that we can prove what is the good acceptable and perfect will of god by continually changing the way we think and aligning our thinking up with God's word, that it is possible for us to not just go through life just wondering what we're supposed to do, but we can prove, prove why we're here, prove why we're gifted the way we're gifted, why we're wired the way we're wired, prove what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. In every area of our life, He wants to reveal His heart to us. He wants us to know His plan. But every day he says, I call heaven and earth, Deuteronomy 30, 19, as a witness against you. He says, it's your choice. We can choose to align ourselves with his heart or we can choose to go our own way. And he isn't going to make us do anything. He wants us to be willing. He wants our heart open. He wants us to choose him because we love him and we want to know him and we want to walk with him and we want to be everything we can for his glory.
0: And I think that's the greatest part about it is that every single day is an opportunity and yeah. and, and we're going to have good days and we're going to have bad days. And folks got to understand that that's absolutely acceptable. But every morning you are given the opportunity to reflect and find your way in his will. And, yeah. and throughout the seasons of life, sometimes those change, you know, just like you explained, it's uh mm-hmm. it's all very, very powerful stuff. It's exciting. It's motivating. There's a lot of good that comes from it, but, it's us as human beings having the discipline to kind of step back and and let him take the reins per se.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I was going to say I would yeah. like to I would like to kind of touch on. You mentioned earlier as far as being a team executive director with John Maxwell and, and a lot of your mm-hmm. leadership training, and and prior to us going live on on the air, we had a little bit of a conversation about leadership. Do you mind kind of touching base on the on the John Maxwell program, how you got involved, and, sure. and how others can get involved?
1: Oh yeah, uh, you know when I was pastoring churches, I of course I his leadership books were just off the chart, I developed a lot of my teams with that material. And I went, when I went back to traveling and ministering uh, about five years ago, I felt like I'd hit a plateau just in my personal development and my personal growth as a leader. And when I had the opportunity to be certified as a John Maxwell speaker, coach, trainer it was a no brainer to me. It was quite the investment, but it was an opportunity for me to grow me. Um, And so I just began that journey uh, with just the heartbeat of of growing me. And over time, you know, I went into the mentorship program and then now I'm an executive director. and, And now what I've learned, it's opened up so many doors from, you know, speaking to Uh, School systems to the teachers, the students, uh, business people doing half day workshops, full day leadership workshops doing uh courses like this morning i started a course on everyone communicates few connect um that'll be a six to eight week course that i have people call in because my travel schedule they'll call in on a conference call line and i'll do teachings and send them worksheets and we'll just grow together and then tomorrow I have a mentorship call that i do twice a month just to continue to help people from all walks of life you know i have um, they'll be from the medical field pastors cowboys housewives Metalwork. work. I mean, just the list goes on and on of just people that want to grow them and want to develop as a person. And so then tomorrow night, I'll also do a, we do a mentorship program for uh, youth that I have 80, uh, 18 and under up and coming rodeo kids that I will pour into. I do that once a month. Them and their families will listen in and uh, I'll do a personal development teaching then open it up for question and answers. Then I'll have one of their heroes, one of the top rodeo guys on the line with me that I'll send him my notes of what I'm going to be teaching and how and he'll figure out how he's applied that to his life. And then he'll share his heart with the kids also. And then we'll open it up for question and answers and just a way to pour into the next generation and to help develop them not only in their gift, but them in their their character as a person
0: you know I'm huge on legacy right and and I think it's it's imperative that everybody find something greater than themselves to live for and yeah. uh, I'm always I'm always blown away when folks genuinely invest in the youth I mean especially with social media and instant gratification and electronics pretty much raising a lot of the the nation's youth today it's awesome to see people getting out with kids and and showing them showing them the ropes and showing them the rodeo industry and showing them ministry and and we had a guest previously, Kurt Little. He does a lot of, you know, survival training and stuff with with kids okay. and, and teaches them hunting programs. And it's not just rodeo and it's not just hunting or survival. It's all the life lessons that come along, you know, with with teaching those, those avenues.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: So I have also been blessed with the opportunity to go through some of your mentorship courses. Can you explain to folks how they can get signed up, how they can get enrolled in one of these programs, should they want to participate?
1: Yes. uh, Of course, you can go to Trey Johnson Ministries or Trey Johnson Leadership, um, and there'll be a, a way to sign up there. But if you're listening right now, you can email Dixie, at treyjohnsonministries.com that's dixie d-i-x-i-e at treyjohnsonministries.com and it will uh, you can just request information on the leadership and she will send you what courses we're doing at the time and also how to enroll on the mentorship And when you sign up then she'll send you the call-in information and then those calls are recorded so if a person isn't able to be on the call live for whatever reason, they can go back and listen to those calls and go over it again and again. It'll be up for a couple of weeks until the next teaching. So just a way just to add value to people there.
0: And the great part about it for me and my experience in the mentorship program is you go to a lot of these classes or courses and and somebody sits up on stage or it is a conference call, right? And there's hundreds of people on the line or hundreds of people in the crowd. And it's almost like like a talking head, right? Just spilling a bunch of information (laughs) out to the crowd and And sometimes it's disengaging, and I can't say discouraging, because I've always been motivated to learn, Um, but Uh the great part about your phone calls is that it is just that. I mean, although there's 15, 20, 30, 40, 60 people on the phone call, it's still engaging. It's still one-on-one. You you open it up at the end for interaction amongst folks to kind of regurgitate some of the material, which is good, because then you get to hear varying perspectives on the same topic, and it is is a true mentorship program. It's not just a, a sales pitch, you know?
1: Well, that's awesome. I, I want it to be, you know, Jason, I, I really, I do want to add value to people. And, and I mean it whenever I'm asking myself all the time, is this helping people know God? And is it helping them be the best them that they can be? Um, even the people that are going to listen uh, to this podcast right here, I, I want something that's said today to take them one step closer in in their their truth in in who they are and who God's created them to be and in their journey and because God is so faithful one thing I've learned that it doesn't matter where you're at what your upbringing is that if you once you make a decision and you are hungry for the things of God God will continue to open up doors all around you to reveal himself to you and that is an awesome thing
0: no it's great and and obviously you've made more than enough of an impact, and and you continue to make an impact with every single day. And I just want to kind of touch base real quick on the topic of sustainable change, because, I mean, you take folks that, let's say, aren't following the Lord, and they're down and out, and and we kind of mentioned it, let's say they're battling alcoholism or or some form of addiction, and they're down and out, and they want better for themselves, yet they don't know how to make that change. There's an awesome perspective um, that you have in explaining kind of who you are and what your ministries are all about. And in there, you talk about making change through one service, one roping, one rodeo, one person, and one thought at a time. Can you kind of expand on that and how you how you came to formulate that that approach sure. to change?
1: Yeah, you know, when I first got saved, Jason, I, I, it was so overwhelming to me because I was, I was such a mess. You know, I felt like I had so much to change in my life and that was overwhelming. But when I, I, so through the process of time, being able to reel it back into just today, you know, what, what can I do just today? Just a a goal that I've had for years is how can I change at least just 1% today? How can I think 1% more positive today? How can I, what are some steps I can take just one step? To grow today, to develop today, to become today. And so knowing that when I change my thinking, it's going to change my life. So having that goal of changing my thinking just a little bit a day and then over time because of changing my thinking and taking the one step a day and and prioritizing my life. Um, just putting God first and then discovering really what matters out of my relationship with God and my relationship with family and discovering my gifts and strengths and, uh, and then operating in them every single day, one day at a time, one thought at a time, one step at a time, one action step at a time. Why well, keep doing that every single day. And this time next year, I'm going to be a completely different person. I'm going to be down the road a lot further. Than where I am right now. So I want to be able to introduce me to a new me every year. And the only way to do that is by one thought at a time, one step at a time, one action at a time, one decision at a time. And when we start making the right the right decisions, it strengthens our will. Kind of like if you if you have a habit of eating Twinkies all the time, well, eventually yeah, it tastes good, but it's going to weaken your body. You're going to be overweight, but it's going to weaken you. Well, decisions are kind of the same way. I had made so many bad decisions. It had weakened every area of my life. So I had to just one decision at a time, start stepping out of it. You know, Psalms 37, 23 says the footsteps of a of a good person, of a righteous person, of a of a person are ordered by the Lord steps. God works with movement. There's that one step. There's that one thought. There's that one service. There's that one show. There's that one book. There's that one mentorship call. There's that one leadership development. There's that one rope one at a time. And it just brought it back in to attainable to me. Instead of the over the picture just overwhelming me and thinking, oh my gosh, I'll never get there. Well I can do one thing. Yeah. I can. I, I can think think one more positive thought. I can choose to believe God's word more today than yet. I, I can. You know, you heard the old phrase, you know, when I was growing up, they'd say, I'm going to open a can of whoop tail on you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think of that. I, I'm going to open a can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can believe God's word. I can develop. I can prosper. I can overcome. I can be victorious. I, I can one step at a time today. So hopefully that answers your your, question. No, absolutely. It's a huge,
0: um, it's a very simple concept, but it's very difficult to buy into and genuinely believe. And I think back into my own personal life, I made some professional changes over the last almost two years. Mm -hmm. I struggled with making that decision for two years before I did it. And a lot of that struggle was just that. Well, I'm giving up A for B. Can I achieve C, D, E, or F? You know, I've worked as hard as I can to get where I'm at now, and I'm kind of taking a step back for what I may or may not get in return. There was a lot of prayer that went into it, and and finally I did make that leap of faith, and and it was just that. It was a, probably the biggest life lesson for me in faith and understanding blind faith. And, and now I just think I, I work as hard as I can one day at a time. Yeah. And because if I think of everything that I need to do in a day, or if I think of everything that I need to accomplish in a week, in a month, in a year, uh, yeah. you do get overwhelmed and and you're almost frozen by it. Yeah. Whereas, for example, we're going through this interview, you know what, we're going to make this interview the best we can absolutely make it. And when I'm done yeah. with the interview, I'll have the mindfulness to focus on the next goal. And all of those fears that I had in making that professional change in my life are now irrelevant. And I am light years ahead of where I was, I mean, financially with horses, my personal life, my professional life, I got everything I got everything back, and it goes back to your story about giving up all your horses uh-huh. you know nobody wants to give up that I mean there's a lot of time and money and effort put into those animals, and yeah. for you for you to just give them away, it just seems asinine, and it seems quite foolish and what does God do? pays yeah. it back tenfold,
1: yeah, is just. And, you know, because those horses, they represented my heart, Jason. They represented me as a person. You know, the Bible says wherever your treasure is, there's your heart also. So it wasn't that I was giving a horse away. It was I was surrendering my life. And those Which is horses very, very,
0: very scary to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't tell you the tears that I cried during that process. <laughs> oh, been there, done it. Been there, done yeah. it. yeah. But God is so faithful. He's so faithful. He always has a, a bigger picture, a better plan than what we could ever come up with ourselves. Uh, it 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 gets to the point where it's just overwhelming of how good God is. And thank you, Lord, for not giving up on me. Thank you, Lord, for all the times that I'd missed it, and and He never left. He was always there. He was always the same as Mercy's new every day. He never quit believing in me. And that's something I want the people listening today for them to realize that it doesn't matter your past. It's not about your past. None of us can change our past. It is about your future. It is about the decisions you make today. And and as soon as you make that quality decision on the inside, God, I want everything you have, your life will never be the same and it'll be for the good. The genuine good. I mean, it truly, yeah. truly feels
0: good in your heart, right? It's not. It's not fast success or fast money or... Or something that's going to fizzle out like a flame. I mean, this is stuff that that burns deep in you for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a daily. It's a daily encounter, a daily process. You know, a daily daily journey for sure.
0: Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about your roping. I mean, I know you okay. you kind of mentioned on it that that you started out down that path and had some success in the early two thousands. Left to pursue your ministry, but where is Trey Johnson in, in roping right now, and how are you using roping to help others?
1: You know. Uh, I do a lot of roping schools, a lot of roping clinics and stuff. And it's it's great because people will come just wanting to get help at the rope. And I, and I want it to be a great experience. But God uses that to reach people, for them to have an encounter with him. And that's what's so phenomenal. I mean, I've had head mafia guys. I've had Aliska go on and on with only stories that only God could intervene, that they would come to get better at their roping, but they leave there. With a relationship with Jesus Christ and and there's nothing no winning, no money there's nothing that is more rewarding than that right there uh, and so my roping is a tool I look at it totally different than I did in my young younger years you know when I pray I haven't gone full blast like try to make the NFR since I've tried again since I've started roping again, rodeoing again um, but when I pray about my roping, I always hear the Lord say stay sharp and stay ready for assignment um and that's good so
0: perspective right there especially with roping
1: yeah especially yeah. roping so, at
0: that level right you ain't got much a much of a, a discrepancy or, or a place to to falter
1: right yeah and, and so uh that's that helps me stay motivated it helps me keep the big picture in mind that i know that my rope is just a tool to reach people and, and so i've had some great opportunities you know i've roped uh, you know last year when patrick smith couldn't go trevor brazil called and You know, I roped with him for some rodeos and we did good. Shea Carroll did the same thing and did good. I've got to rope, you know, with a lot of the top top guys, uh, the the, the world champions, the NFR guys. I do a lot of clinics with a lot of them. And, And this past year, you know, I've Alan Bach's son, Tyler, has moved right down the road from me. And so we've been able to practice a lot together. And I've been roping with him since May. And uh, it's been good. You know, we won the first round at Cheyenne this year and placed in the average and won the Mesquite finals a couple of weeks ago and placed pretty much every week that we went this year whenever we was on the road. And, uh, and so, you know, my schedule is very packed and, uh, and it's possible but that we go after it next year, make the NFR, and, but, but I, I keep my schedule in front of me and keep first things first. You know, I my rodeoing isn't going to look like anybody else's rodeoing uh, because I, 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 it's just different for me.
0: Yeah, you got your hand in so much, so so many things. Yeah, it's awesome, good stuff. So, how can folks um, find your roping clinics um, or roping events? I mean, are, are is it on Trey Johnson yeah. Ministries or social media? Where can where can they go?
1: Yeah, all of the above. Uh, they can go to Trey Johnson Ministries, Trey Johnson Leadership. There's a tab on there that has schools. All of our social media, you know, when we're doing a school that we'll, we'll be posting it up there that they can follow along, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, all the stuff if they want to know where we're going to be holding the next school at, where it is, when it is, you know, like this summer, we have, you know, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, uh, and of course, Texas, uh, North Carolina, just all around. And uh, so if there's people that are listening to this, that you'd want to have a school, you can contact us, message me on the social media. You can go to the website, com. leave a message there, and the team will make sure I get the message, and uh, I'll, I'll get back to you, and we can go from there.
0: So I want to go back to the ministry side of it. Okay. In, in your ministry career, what do you think personally for you was one of your more powerful moments, whether it was a speaking engagement, a perspective learned, a moment of reflection? what was the most influential moment in your, your ministry journey?
1: Wow. What a great question. Um, you know, when I went back to after pastoring for almost nine years and the Lord was talking to me about going back and rodeoing again and traveling and ministering, um, I got everything in place in church. I went back traveling minister the lady I was married to at the time. Um, Decided she wanted to live a different lifestyle. And that was uh, six months after I'd made the the career change again from pastoring to traveling again and ministering. And I'd done some really done good on some real estate stuff. And um, but all that, when she decided to live a different lifestyle, all of that uh, changed. All of that, you know, I went from seeming what seemed like everything is together to living in a barn at my friend's place with with nothing besides my two horses <laughs> and at that time and a two-horse trailer and a truck, and I had to totally rebuild my life, and I was so scared during that time, Jason, dealing with fear, and I know fear is not from God, and I was, I was attacking it. I was resisting it. My kids were taken from it because I had no financial stability uh, going from a— a a solid salary pastoring to traveling minister. I had no partners at the time. I had no sponsors at the time rodeoing. So I couldn't stand on anything as far as my kids go. And I was so afraid my life. And of course I had preachers tell me I never preach again. I had uh, people tell me, Oh, I knew you screwed up when you went back to rodeoing. you had all this type of stuff. And then plus the devil lying to you telling you what, you know, Oh, you messed up, you screwed up all this type of stuff. And I woke up one morning and it was like the Lord was sitting at the end of my bed, Jason. It was so strong in my heart. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I knew it was him in my heart. And he says, Trey, you need to know I'm committed to you. And that was a game changer for me, Jason. He said, my plan for you has not changed just because people change. My plan for you has not changed. And that brought so much strength. It brought so much peace. It brought so much uh, courage on the inside of me, knowing that God was committed to me. He was because I was going to continue to apply his word. I was going to continue to put him first place in my life. I was going to continue. And that was that was such a yeah, I'd helped a lot of people through divorce uh, I helped a lot of people through crisis in life, but going through that time of my life myself uh, of staying the course, staying the same, uh, wanting my kids to see a man that would honor God through the most difficult time where they didn't see me go up and down and all around and get off course. I wanted to I wanted to stay the course and every day hearing the Lord saying, Trey, I'm committed to you. Trey, my plan for you hasn't changed just because circumstances have changed. I'm still the same. Stay at it, keep going, keep stepping back to the one day at a time. <laughs> that was a game changer for me. Uh, not Not so much of change directions or anything. It was just so vital to me at that time in my life.
0: I was going to say when you when you say the 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 quote, "Just because circumstances change, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what a huge confidence builder for you. To live through all that, I mean, I, I, I've always had huge respect for you and your ministry and your word and, and your investment in others, but getting to know you a little bit more through this episode is, is it's extremely powerful in how you've faced challenge after challenge after challenge, and and we're not talking about a challenge of, well, maybe you're late on a bill or you get to skip a meal, you know, because you don't have quite enough money. I mean, you're in a collision, you're having extreme success in rodeo, and that's given up for ministry. You're helping everybody else out, and here you are stripped down to nothing, staying in a bar, barn with a couple horses, trailer and a truck. I mean, those are huge life changes and huge life setbacks that are extremely overwhelming, and I, I guarantee you felt the emotion of it, right? You're human just like anybody else, but uh, yeah, for you to stay the course no matter how the circumstance changed, for God to constantly stay present in your life and constantly keep you focused on the goal, I mean it's got to be a huge, huge confidence booster and driving you in the, in the direction you're in right now.
1: Um, it can still, um, be, excuse me, be very emotional to me. Um, because God has been so faithful to me, you know, during that time I didn't, and, and these are, these are tears and emotion of joy and thankfulness and appreciation. I look at my wife now, Jason. She is a, such a warrior for the kingdom of God. She is so faithful and such a just a, a gift to me. You know, I, I didn't date for almost three years because I, I wanted me to be whole. And when God released me to start dating again. I had just moved cuz the the kids mom had gotten remarried and I'd moved to to that to Burleson and the week that I moved is when I met I, I moved just to be close to my kids. And when I moved that's where I met my wife and within 6 months we were married. And uh Heather is I'm just so thankful for. Her. You know how he's rebuilt my life, he's rebuilt the ministry, how he's just continues to be so real and so alive. There's nothing that the devil can throw at somebody that is bigger than the God we serve. God's word never fails. He's never let me down. Not one time. You know, people have, I've let myself down, but God has never let me down. His word has never failed. I mean, he always watches over his word to perform it. And I'm just so thankful on a daily basis when I I look around and I get to see the people that we're getting to reach and help and, opportunities that He's opened up, even being on this call with you, it just, it can be overwhelming to me of how how good God is and how faithful He is to His Word.
0: And that's incredible. I mean, I reflect on my own life and you hit the nail on the head, right? I've let myself down. I've let family members down. i let friends, teammates, everybody down in ways that I'm not proud of at all. But then every time you look over your shoulder, you know, you got God patting you on the back or, or His arms there. You know, yeah. telling, you, telling you to get up and get right back in the fight. And, and I think that's kind of the greatest thing, the greatest legacy that I have tried to instill in others that, that you just keep fighting no matter what. No matter yeah. what. Because, I mean, we'll use a boxing or, or a mixed martial arts analogy, right? You're out in the middle of the ring and you're getting punched in the face. And this other guy's ramming it down your throat. And, and for some folks, you have that moment of self-doubt. But you turn and you look to your corner, right? And your corner man and your coach and your trainer, the doctor and everybody's right there cheering you on, right? It kinda lights a little bit of fire on you to fight through it. You know, for for us to stand in the arena of life and all of the challenges that are faced with that and all the times that that life tries to to ram that right straight down our throat, you know, we as Christians get to look in that corner and and God's standing there. Yeah. Yeah. So if that don't pick you up and fire you up then, then good luck.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I kept saying, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, Trey,
0: it's been a it's been an awesome time with you. I know you. you live an extremely busy life with with all of your obligations and and commitments, and I am truly truly grateful for you setting a little time aside for us here at the podcast, and hopefully Sorry. we'll continue to foster our relationship and and there's plenty of things i got to pick your brain on as far as ministry and leadership goes cuz that's kind of the route that i'm i'm chasing and you know maybe one day we get to ride a little bit and sit down and talk about life some more
1: that would be awesome thank you so much jason for having me on and keep up the good work man you're you're getting to reach a lot of people and and thank you thank you for doing this and hopefully we'll we'll talk to you another time
0: yes sir and and i like to give every guest an opportunity and close if if there's any parting words you would like to share or or if you want to kind of go back over some of the, the websites and avenues that people can try to support you and your endeavors on.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, com is the website. And, of course, Trey Johnson Ministries on all the social media, uh, on Israel TV Network. It's Being Your Best with Trey Johnson's the TV show. And we also have an app that you can download that'll connect you with everything. Uh, and that's Trey Johnson Ministries app. Um, or you can go to Leadership.com also. And as far as the the final word, Jason, that no matter where you're at or what you're going through, even right where you're at, you can ask the Lord to come into your heart, Jesus Christ, to be your Lord and Savior. And it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're going through. He will reveal himself to you. He will come into your life and you can not only settle where you're going to spend eternity, which will be heaven once you have a relationship with Jesus, but you can also start a journey of purpose and destiny and vision and being the person that you are called and created to be. Because God doesn't want any of us to wander around down here on this earth trying to guess what we're created to do. He wants to order our steps. He wants to reveal his heart to us. He wants to show us his goodness. He is he is good. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for your time. And Jason, once again, thank you.
0: Trey, thank you very much for your investment in others. God bless you.
1: Yes, sir. We'll see you
0: around. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to this episode of Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, you can find us on social media under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. If you want to support the growth of this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Again, we thank you, and we'll see you on the next one.